Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. We do this for God. Everybody in this church knows that. But without your leadership, without your vision, without being just who you are, everybody sees... um, they're always friendly. They're always encouraging. Y'all, we see them behind the scenes, behind the curtain. We see them, you know, in our personal lives, God, which we hang out. We we see them as they really are, and they, it's the same person. There's no, it's, it's all authentic. So we thank you for that, um, that how, how true you are. You, you always encourage us, and uh, we thank God for y'all. Everybody said I had to talk, so... Any chance I get to take this microphone, I'll definitely take it. But Pastor and Sandy, from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of this precinct's heart, we cannot thank you enough for believing in us, for pushing us when we didn't think that we were that we could or that, or that we had the ability. You saw beyond what we saw, and you were able to pull out of us what we never could see. And you know, I think back to uh, dur- during the shutdown. You know, you were always. You know, I, I don't know how you were at home, but here you were always just high energy. We got this. We can do it. God's going to bless us. You know, don't don't look at what's happening now. Think big picture. Look look ahead. And you know, I look around right now, and our church has grown so much, and and that faith that you have is poured over into us, and we can't thank you enough for that. And we really appreciate and love you guys for that. Anybody else want to say anything? Somebody else say something. I think everybody said pretty much everything. Thanks, Michelle, by the way. Why don't you come up here and say something? No, thank you guys, seriously. You took a bunch of people who some of us had no confidence. Some of us didn't know that we had talent in us that we had because my husband thinks that he is, this is my husband, he thinks that he's not he shouldn't be on the stage but you gave him a chance and I see how much he's grown so I thank you for my family I thank you because he's got confidence now and it wouldn't have happened if you had said yeah come on be on the stage buddy you know so thank you guys for always believing in all of us because we're here because of you guys you know and we thank you for never giving up even though I know you've wanted to several times, but thank you guys. Thank you. Just throw it at him. <laughs> he did throw it at him. Hey, we love you, Pastor. Praise God. All right, give him another hand. Thank you to our choir. You know, a lot of times people don't get recognized enough because they're behind the scenes. So I want to call up now our nursery director, Donna Owens, and, uh, and it gives her an opportunity to be seen because I know that uh, that a lot of times it's a hard duty. And, uh, and so while we're honoring Pastor today, I want to personally honor her as well because I, nursery's stuffed up. <laughs> Thank you, Charlotte, for making me cry. I wasn't going to cry. just want to say how much I personally love and thank God for everything you do. Some of y'all don't see the behind the scenes things in the dirt, in the grief, in the sorrow, in the pain, they're there. In the good times, they're there. And believe me, over the last few years, 
lead mentor, Sue Grief, and Ephraim right there with us, and I want to thank you for that. The nursery babies, thank you. All the workers, thank you, and we love y'all. All right, y'all making this rough. All right, at this time, we have our junior kids presentation from Shape. Praise God. Oh, it looks like she's got some with her. Come on, y'all give a hand for our junior kids. Mighty fine group. Hey, so we brought all the kids out so you can see them. Y'all wave to Pastor. There he is. Y'all wave at him. So I personally just want to thank you guys for just everything you've done for me and my family and for our kiddos and our children's ministry and just how you poured into us and believed in us. And we have a few things to give you. So we want to present to you a gift from our class. And then these sweet little ladies... They wanted to bring you something special, too. They wanted to bring you guys something special. You want to give them a hug? They, they love you guys. They love y'all. And so we just wanted to show our appreciation to you guys. Hey, y'all. All right. So how much was that hug worth, Sandy? <laughs> wow, the impact is incredible. Okay, next up, we have our Kingdom Kids. And presentation will be Miss Donna Sanders. Give a hand for our Kingdom Kids. Good morning, everyone. What a great day to appreciate your pastors today. All right, guys, I want you guys to sit on the stage here. Just have a seat right there, one at a time. All right. Sit right there in any spot. You're good. All right. All right. Pastors Bishop and Pastor Sandy, we really, I mean, I had a revelation this. Well, first of all, thank you for allowing us to love 2020. Okay, because without you, we would not be doing this. Without you, kids would not be getting excited to answer the review questions right about the Bible. They would not be living godly lives as little children without your hard work. Pastor Sandy, in the middle of moving 20 years worth of stuff, stopped to have a meeting with us to talk about this class and how we can be greater in this class. We realize that you two are truly sent from God. Jeremiah 3.15 says, I will give you pastors according to mine heart. 
which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. You do that. You fulfill your positions very well, and we thank you so much. Right now, my friend Lily would like to read a poem to you. With gentleness you lead our flock and guide us all the way. With faith you stand our solid rock and kneel kneel with us to pray. How glad we are that you were sent to be our guiding light. How thankful we are it is meant to comfort in our need. For all that you do, cast us thank you. We have one more little surprise. Um, Really and truly, I have no idea where this song came from. We had not heard it before. I mean, literally, Sasha dug it up, dug it up. And we want to dedicate this song to you because this song, it's, it's you.
Wow, that's awesome. I love that song. We're going to tour together. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate our kids. Okay, uh, our children's pastors are not able to be with us today, Alex and Lizzie Pickle. Uh, so on behalf of uh, their kids, the class presentation is being done by Sister Mandy Shearer. Mandy Shearer. Shearer. Mandy Shearer. Shearer. Sure. Sister Mandy. So appreciate her. Sorry, I am not um, as cute as Lizzie and Alex. <laughs> I am, I am. Um, so I want to say two quick things. Um, this morning, I was trying to decide what to say, and I was like, I don't want to say the typical things that we always say. Um, so I looked up the word bishop, and of course we all know it means overseer. But it also is an African bird that is a weaver bird. I had no idea. And I was like, so I got on this rabbit trail, sidetracked, of looking up about this bird in Africa. And I'm like, what does this have to do with Pastor and Sandy? Absolutely nothing. But then I found that what's so significant about this bird is it doesn't just put together a nest for its family it puts together an entire home. Like it's totally like a little house completely made out of twigs with a tiny hole, just like a birdhouse. Um, and I got to thinking, and that's exactly what y'all have done. You haven't just built a church. You haven't built a business or an organization. You've created a home, a full covering, a place for us to feel safe to go when we need to be fed, to go when we need rest. And a lot of pastors don't do that. A lot of pastors just build a business or just a building. Um, but you guys have truly created a home for us. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you for that. And also, you know, Alex and Lizzie are the, the pastors of this class. You know, me, Kelly, Chris, and Danielle just help. People don't realize the sacrifice that they make being up there so often, but one thing I've noticed about Alex and Lizzie is they run this class with such excellence. They preach with fire. They have everything prepared all the time. They love these kids more than anything. And a lot of you would probably think, oh, well, of course they're like that. Pastor and Sandy are their parents, but they're also their pastors. And so I just thought it would be good for you guys to know what a phenomenal job your children are doing and um, how, <laughs> just how in excellence that they run this class because I know y'all are not up there to be able to see it all the time. Um, but real quick, a couple of our kids wanted to say um, what their favorite line from Pastor Larry was. Um, not all of them would talk, but some of them would. So, Preston? My personal favorite is when you go, well... All right, Savannah. It's 10.33 if you're taking medicine. <laughs> and I will say in the nursery this morning, Savannah wanted so bad to do something that involved calling you Uncle Bobby, but she changed her mind. 
Um, I think Mia. If you love the Lord, shout, I love him. If you hate that devil, shout, I hate that stinking thing. Anybody else? Kelly, Chris, Drill, anybody? Okay. Um, and before we, we have a little video for you guys, but before we um, show that, they do have a gift for your new home. made it and then all the kids signed it. <laughs> all right, and they've also prepared a little video if y'all want to watch the screen. whose kid that was on that it ain't mine she definitely definitely didn't get it from me because apparently I like to talk because she got it from my husband um yes I am not the youth pastor here but myself and Felicia here are youth workers we have dedicated ourselves to our our, our, our youth pastors and this church to helping some of our youth and you see we have some of them here not everybody's here they're all working and things like that. That's the kind of dedication and, and, and pastors that, I mean, we, we love them and honor them so much that even our young people work. 
you know, they're over here running cameras or back there helping, you know, with, with children's class or parking cars or doing whatever it is that they need to do because that is the the legacy that you have, have instilled in us. Like that is what you have told us is that we honor the people that come into this church. So even our young people are honoring each and every one of you. Why? Because he taught us that it is good to honor God's people. And we do it not just for you guys, but for you, because we honor you and you've given us so much that we want to give back to you. So on behalf of our youth group and our youth pastors who do an amazing job, who took a a crazy bunch of kids and loved them as their own, and we honor them as well. I know it's pastor's appreciation, but they are pastors as well. So we take a chance to, to say thank you guys for everything that you've done for all of us and all of them. But thank you for putting them in the position. Thank you for taking a chance on them because they love these kids, these students. I'm going to get in trouble. They love them with all their heart, and they do whatever it is to get the job done and to take care of them. Why? Because you trusted them, and they honor you. So we thank you for all that you do. Felicia. change and that's the the wonderful thing you never change who you are if you're up here on the pulpit you're cutting grass like on the kids video you guys are the same person over and over again and I don't know Pastor Sandy no one can outwork you I don't know no one can (laughs) no one can do more than you do you're always just so connected with every piece that you know makes this place solid rock you're always so connected and Pastor you just always had a, a covering over everyone here and it's just been an amazing ride, and I'm just gonna keep riding until the wheels fall off. Just <laughs> um, Austin and Monica, you guys know how much you, I mean, just watching you guys impact these kids. It's not some, you know, place, play, you know, when you guys preach, it's, it's real. It's not, you know, some a play thing. It's not a play time. They come in to you service, and they get a real word from someone who really cares they get real worship, they get altar calls, they get a real connection with someone, something that they don't get outside of, you know, God, outside of the church. Everything else is so fake and shiny, and when you get a hold of it, it's not real. But you guys preach real, real life to them, and you guys are an example to them as well. So I'm thankful for you guys too as well. And Yeah. All right, one more thing. We have a video that we would like you to watch briefly.
Praise God. If we get ready, we'll make it happen, okay? If it happens, we'll get it up there. All right. Are y'all having a good time? Are you having fun? We ride with you, brother, till the wheels fall off. We'll just get some more. Praise God. Well, I'm glad you're having a good time because God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. So just a minute, we're going to have our ushers come and uh, take up the offering for you. But before we do, I want to uh, get an opportunity to give the man of God, the sea of love, an opportunity to speak to you and speak into your hearts today. So come on up, Pastor Ronald C. Man of God, extraordinary. Look at Sharp. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Glory to God. Amen. I was thinking about that little kid that come up and done that one liner. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we doing good. I mean, my God, we got some soul in the struggle. How many love Jesus? Amen. This is amazing. I was, I, I, things don't always go the way you plan, but that's good, but they always go the way God planned. Amen. Um, I got something I want to share, but before I go any further, I want to share a short video I think will bless our bishop. You have no idea what they go through, and you see them encouraging us, but you don't realize how much they need encouragement sometimes. Sometimes we always come to them for prayer, and sometimes they need prayer, and you don't realize it because they're so strong. But I believe this video will encourage bishop and Pastor Sandy, and so as you love you, go ahead and show that video. Amen. He's going to get it right. I'm not doing this no more. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this because I don't need this and I didn't ask for this. I'm only doing this because of, of what happened in my life, of the circumstances that happened in my life. He put me on stage. I didn't ask for it. And when I saw how much it cost, I thought, you can have that right back here. You can have that right back up in there. I don't need it. But I was mad inside, and I was hurt. And uh, I stayed up in the fellowship with the pastors because I didn't want to go back to my room and sulk in my own sorrow. And they said, there's a lady downstairs waiting to see you. The service was over. The fellowship was over. The pastor's starting to leave. I was trying to outweigh it. I thought she'd give up and leave. And when I finally came down the steps, she was there. And she was just a willowy bit of a woman. And uh, she said, Bishop Jones, she said, uh, I've been in the hospital. She said, pregnant in my fallopian tubes and the baby died in my tubes and I was carrying around a dead baby and the toxicity from the baby almost killed me 
said, the only thing that kept me alive was you. She said, if you hadn't been preaching to me every day, I said, I would have died. And then she looked at me and she said, it's for us. It's not for them. It's for us. It hit me so hard. I didn't even get her name. I got in the car and cried all the way back to my room. Because she reminded me why I was there. Come on, somebody, put your hands in. Say the same thing about our bishop. When he's going through the stuff he's going through and want to quit, and all the demons in hell is trying to talk him into throwing in the towel, all the, you don't know all the criticism he may get and all the things that don't go just right. And uh, but that woman reminded him. That if it wasn't for him, we could say the same thing. If it wasn't for our bishop, some of our marriages wouldn't be together. C come on, somebody. If it wasn't for our bishop, we wouldn't be in the church praising God on our way to heaven. If it was for our bishop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. That's something I want to, I, I, I got together and I'm going to be brief. But I want to, to honor my man of God today. Uh, this was one of my messages, but I, I hadn't even preached it yet. I'm just going to cut a little bit of piece of the cake and give you that. Our preachers are discouraged. This year, about 4,000 churches would have began from the beginning to the end. But 7,000 churches will have closed their doors. Lord, that's because of discouragement. Listen to this here. This is one of the reasons, I'm, I'm saying this because this is one of the reasons we're doing what we're doing today. We want our man to God to know that he's appreciated. Amen. So 70%, you need to know this, 70% of pastors constantly fight depression that's over half in the world listen to this 50% of pastors feel so discouraged that they would leave the ministry if they could but have no other way of making a living because they've done this all their life glory to God listen to this 80% believe the pastoral ministry has, has negatively affected their families. Listen to me. You don't know the price that they're paying. 80% of spouses feel the pastor is, is overworked. Y'all need to hear this. I'm going to slow this down. I'm going to say that again. 80% of spouses, pastors' wives, 
feel the pastor is overworked and feel, listen to this, she feel left out and unappreciated by church members. Glory to God. Now, what people don't understand is when we see the bishop gets up here and, and preach the, the house of fire, preach fire down, what we don't realize is power coming from his wife. Because at night, this is what the Lord showed me, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock at night, when somebody had crushed his heart, and as he laying on his bed, I saw this in the, in, in the spirit, with tears rolling back across of his face, she's the one that takes her hand and wipes the tears off her face and wraps her hands around him and says, it's going to be all right. I see greatness in you. I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm not going to preach. I'm not. Y'all got to preach here. <laughs> uh, not only the pastor's wife are not feeling appreciated, but a lot of time now I'm beginning to find out that pastors are feeling the same way, especially this time of the year, during around Christmas time. Because everybody is thinking about each other and they forget about the responsibilities of the church. Come on, somebody. And they traveling everywhere and forget that the bills still need to be paid at church. This is the most important family you will ever have. It's your spiritual family. Glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. I heard a pastor say, told me this years ago, it was so profound until I wrote it down. He said, if you can save a pastor from giving up you can save a whole city from dying glory to God glory to God one other thing uh, there is no occupation that can compare to a pastor you got to hear this got to hear this. This is the last thing. I'm going to sit down. If you take a mechanic, I'm just going to show you how important his job is. If you take a mechanic and he's behind and if on his business and it's not, and, and if he don't get in the business, he's not going to get, get paid. He's not going to make no money, right? So if he, if he don't make money, then he can't take care of his family, right? Talking about a mechanic. Let's just say a mechanic was to go and start praying that God would bless his business. You know what he asked in God for? He asked in God that somebody's car break down. <laughs> With that in mind, listen to this here. The mechanics want your car to break down. The lawyer wants you to get in trouble. The banker wants you in debt. Doctors want you to get sick, and mortician wants you to die. But a pastor, a bishop, the man of God, he wants you to have a good car. Come on, somebody. The man of God don't want you to get in any trouble. 
The man of God don't want you broke. He don't want you sick. He gonna pray for you in the middle of the night. The man of God don't want you to die. He wants you to live a long, healthy, prosper, and prosper life. Come on, somebody. Give God some glory for the man of God. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Appreciate your bishop. Come on, somebody. Come on, Ursus. Come on, Ursus. Let's bless this man of God. Come on, let's get ready to give. Glory to God. And let me tell you something. The things that we get from this pulpit is not going to be temporal. It's going to go for all of eternity. I'm just trying to get you to, to see how important they are. And let's support this church. Let's support this ministry. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we're getting ready to, to give. Amen. going to want you to, to uh, prepare yourself to give. Uh, if you're looking online, uh, uh, we got three different ways you can give. <laughs> just bear with me. Uh, you can text to give at the uh, numbers 84321 got it right. <laughs> if this is your first time, you can go to the website and uh, be a quick setup. You can do that in less than five minutes. Once you set it up one time, uh, you can text any amount, any amount. It can be $10,000 hey, <laughs> to the number 84321. And I believe I got a good feeling somebody's going to give a big offering today. Glory to God. Or you can give online. You can go to solidrockgive.com. Or you can do it like Bishop always said, the old-fashioned way. You can send your check in to uh, this address, 5050 Pinson Valley Parkway, Birmingham, Alabama, 35215. <laughs> Amen. Now, get ready to do it right now. Amen. We don't want you to wait. We want you to do it right now. So, Are you ready? Everybody ready to give? I want you to do something for me. I want you to, I want you to get your offering in your hand. Amen. Get your offering in your hand. I want to share something with you about the offering real quick. It, I saw something on the, on, on the story of Jesus when he fed the 5,000. When he fed the multitude, it was actually 20,000. But what he did, what he did, I began to follow his lead. And in the midst of a pandemic, I'm having the best year of my life. In the midst of a pandemic, if you follow this instruction, your finances will start increasing immensely. What did he do first when that little boy gave him that little sack of lunch? He didn't bless it, but he, he raised it towards heaven and he gave thanks. Somebody said, I got a little bit. I don't have enough to pay my tithes. I don't have enough to give. Jesus didn't have enough to feed 20,000 people. But what did he do? He gave thanks, and the next thing he did, he blessed it. And that's what I want to do. We want to give thanks, and then we're going to bless it, and we're going to give. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the seed that you have given us. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for the new covenant. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for the price that you paid on Calvary Cross. Now, Lord, we dare not to complain. We dare, we decide we'll never complain again. But now we speak to our seeds. We command it to multiply, multiply, 
multiply in Jesus' name. We thank you for the increase. Amen. All right. You can go ahead and receive the offering. God bless you. From what I understand, we got that video ready, right? So we want to go ahead and show our youth video if we can. All right. You ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Guys, this week we want you to be uh, focusing on our prayer focus. I don't know what prayer focus is. Do you know what that is? No, let me go grab them. something your pastor says all the time. Hmm. Listen, I've said it before. I need to say it a thousand times. Huh? 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 <laughs> I'm trying to get new material because I always say, huh? Huh? <laughs> huh? Are you already starting on me? But I got news for you. Are y'all hearing me? I know those words, but I heard those words. Shoot him with that, with that gun salute. Hashtag shoot him with the gun salute. Shoot him with the finger gun. I'm going to call it salute. Finger gun salute. Did I get it? And, and. Let's listen again. Oh my God, I've practiced this. Shoot him with the hand pistol. The fake hand pistol. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I just said. Can I see the manager? I want to tell on somebody for not doing this, this, and this. Like, I feel sorry for Karen's. Yeah, they're telling you messing with me. I thought it's not a good, that's not a good hashtag. Don't do it. Can I get an amen? Can I preach? Y'all didn't think that was my sermon, did you? Man, it's getting quiet in here. It's all y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Huh? Well. Y'all preach on. Don't let this be you. You live in the world right now, you take one little snip and they'll try to destroy you, so I have to qualify everything. Come on. Well. Huh? Huh? 
Okay. All right. Um, uh, ready for something else fun? Uh, we're going to have our food pantry drawings for, this is Alabama and Auburn stuff, right? So we got Sister Joan coming. We're going to do that. Praise God, somebody's going to be a lucky winner. Two, uh, two lucky winners. I want to thank you guys, too, for having the food pantry. It has helped quite a few people. And I want to do Thanksgiving again this year, so we'll get five or six boxes out to the people that need it. And like last year, I want to do the Christmas tree. People on the Christmas tree that have gifts, then I'll make their dinners. We'll only make their dinners for them. But, of course, you want to know who won again. It was always that way. And I'm hoping that next year maybe Auburn can step up a little more. <laughs> but what we're going to do now, I'm going to draw for the first one. And uh, Scott's going to bring up the gifts. Okay, and it's Eugene. There's a gift certificate there, and then there's also the clock. He gets the gift certificate, too. Yeah, they did. And I did, didn't did want to leave Auburn out this year, so I'm going to draw an Auburn for the other clock. Bob was, coaching. I, uh, Bob was real gracious to make these for us this year. So, uh, And Clifton Burksville would be the winner of that one. That's it. And I want to thank everyone for bringing the food. And let's just continue all year to fill the pantry up because it's always needed. Oh, thank you. Cliff to Birchville, come on down. <laughs> Woo -woo. All right, all right. They could have done a lot. You're just, you're fortunate, really. <laughs> that was fantastic. Okay, at this time, I want to recognize all of the elders of this church, the, a lot of the backbone behind this ministry. You know it can't be done with just a single person. Um, they're not all here today, but I'm going to name them all, and then once I name them all, those that are here, please come on the stage and, uh, for the presentation. For our elders are Jim and Kathy Shearer, Durwood and Elaine Motes, and Wayne and Rita Burnett. So I know that um, Wayne and Rita couldn't come today and, and unfortunately Jim's out of town, but we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get Kathy and and Durwood and Elaine. Praise God. Y'all give them a hand. So it's you and I today. <laughs> Here comes Mama. I just cannot let this not person be recognized. I really cannot. She was a faithful part of this, this church. This family too. 
so much that we love them and let, let them, them be an example, example to all of us. this building to have to to that we can come and worship 
There's people sitting home today cannot go and worship. They cannot. They cannot. So I say it to value, and there's something we're saying, what you have done for us, what Sandy, Sister Sandy, and all of our lives that has touched our lives and has done for us as a body. But what can we do for you? I ask myself that. You know, it's more than just cheering you on. He's had a good word. Uh, can I get an amen? What I'm seeing to really value Something we value is precious to us. We treasure it. So the opportunity that we can come and to have a spiritual father that the burdens in you, that I'm going to stand for God's word no matter what. No matter what's going on. Pastor Larry's going to stand. He's going to be talked about. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. But I love that that here's a man that's going to preach God's word no matter what's going to happen. And it's a good, sound foundation. So those are some of the things that came to my mind. So today, on behalf of uh, the elders of this church and the body of Solid Rock Church, and this is us, and we're giving this to you guys today to thank you with gratitude. We love you. Praise God. Praise God. Well. Huh? What? Huh? I had no idea I said huh so much. Huh? What? Huh? What? That was that was a We're going to work on expanding that vocabulary. Right? We are so thankful and appreciative. Um, you guys are so sweet and so kind. I always have to have a box of tissue beside me on this day because it just is awesome. It's awesome. And um, I'm so blessed and honored that you call our names and it's pastor appreciation, but we stand here only in front of you guys you are holding us up because we are a family you put us out front but you know when people say our name it would be my desire that they think of all of us that we stand in front of you and represent this house because we are a family this is us amen losing my voice amen yeah yeah you guys make this church you make this work you make this family we just stand out and represent you so I hope that that comes across I hope that people get that because the words spoken today were not just they're not spoken in vain we really are a family and I know that when you say that you really mean it because God has sent you here and he's prepared a place for you and you have received it and that you hold it dear in your heart that's what needs to happen. Amen. But we just need to expand this family. Thank you. And I, I want to say uh, to the elders, uh, you mean so much to us. They, no one will ever know what we've gone through unless you've gone through it with us. Uh, preacher Kathy, uh, my goodness, that was amazing. 
Uh, Jim, I know you're watching online. I want you to know I, I, I got your text and just what you said to us. I appreciate it so much. Wayne and Rita Burnett, the, the rock, Wayne Burnett sent me a message this morning. Uh, you know, we're all getting older, so we're battling things. But th these are generals. These, these are people who have been through the fire. Five buildings, uh, unbelievable things that have happened. That this, there's, it's, we're the ones that walked through it and pastored it, but there's things that we don't forgot that's happened. There's just so much stuff has happened to bring us to this point. So as Sandy was saying, and, and, uh, and I'll turn it back over to Pastor Lane, but this is this always touches us, always encourages us, but we always want to remind you that today is a day to celebrate the church. Uh, it is a day to celebrate everything that happens in this body. So we understand that we could not do anything that we do without you. So uh, I think you ought to give yourself a hand. Come on, come on. If you love your church, give your church a hand. We love you. We appreciate all the cards and gifts, all the words. Uh, it's just, you, it just always encourages us. So thank you. We love you. Praise God. Praise God. All right, I got 11.25. It says uh, dismissal. Well. I don't have Diane Star for you today, brother. Uh, I told, uh, Brother Jim was going to be preaching today, and he's unfortunately out of town. I told him, I, look, I hit my home run last year. I don't need this. I'm just kidding. Uh, it is a day to celebrate the church, but it's also a day to make fun of Pastor Lane. Um, so... Um, people ask me all the time, you know, to tell to tell something funny that happened to me and Pastor, and I've about run out of stuff, so I'm probably not gonna be able to do anything today. Does anybody want to hear some one little more thing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's here. Let me set this up. Uh, when we were when we were kids, he obviously was the popular one. But I didn't really, I didn't really run in his shadow. Um, more on his coattails, you know what I'm saying? I was, uh, I was, um, I was kind of like, you know, the, the sidekick that, that that made 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 the fun work. So the dares, because all you had to do was just dare him, and he would do it. If you dare him, dare him to crush a coke can on his head, and he did it. Blood, everything. So it was back when those cans were made out of real aluminum. So uh, I found this, and I wanted to share it, because uh, it's all about him today, not me. <laughs> uh, this was, this was a, uh, in my annual, my senior year. Uh, no, not that one. Not that one. It's the letter. You're reading it. It's the letter. There it is. I want to read this to you. This is from my uh, 12th grade biology teacher. She says, Delane. For the first time, I'm getting to know the real Delane. I know you in the past as Larry's playmate and mischievous buddy. The real underlined Delane is rather pleasant person. I'm glad to have finally gotten to know you. Best wishes for a successful bio two year, Miss Rice. So you see. They really got to know the real me when I was not around him. And like I said, you know, you can show the picture of him there. There, there he is. 
unspirited. Of course, I went on to be most likely to succeed. Uh, no. Most mischievous. Nailed it! So, uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. Nice mullet. So with that said, I, I got one more story because because it was all about him, right? So we're we're in the uh, library one day for a big assembly, and uh, at Warrior, if you had 25 people in there, it was big. So I don't know how many people were in the library. It was full, and uh, our band teacher decided to show our recent contest. Anybody knows about band contests? Uh, if you go to Gunnersville and get ones, that was big deal. So uh, we had our band contest, and so she's getting ready to show it uh, from Gunnersville. And so, of course, Larry's in there, because he wasn't pastorated then, it makes sense. So, so Larry's in there, and he says, hey, this is going to be great. Uh, Y'all listen to my drum solo. So, uh, so he gets geared up. We're going through all of our songs, and then he's starting to get to the point where we're fixing to have the big drum uh, cadence and the drum solo. And so he's like, oh, here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. And everybody got quiet. Okay, so then he does his great drum solo on the triples. And so once he finishes, of course, my drum solo was right after him, but everybody's clapping during my drum solo. So that's uh, okay, it's okay. And, uh, so after it was all over with, somehow, by the providence of God, our band teacher stood up and said, I realize now I had made a mistake. That wasn't Gunnersville. That was Karen a few months ago. And if you recall, Larry, you were six, so Dwayne had to play the triple. <laughs> sets of scriptures, but I want to read these. Uh, chapter 4, starting with verse 5, says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Now obviously we know that, that, that even John the Baptist came in the spirit of Elijah. Um, and began to turn people towards Jesus. But I do believe that Pastor Larry is, in this last days, one of those fathers who is turning the hearts of the fathers to the children. He is coming in that same spirit to bring us to this place. Now, who is the head of Solid Rock Church? Well, it's Jesus. It's Jesus is the head of this church. He's the head of any church that calls itself Christian and follows Jesus' name. That's who we are. The head is Jesus. Amen? But Pastor Larry and Sister Sandy are the heart of Solid Rock Church. That life that flows through this church has to pump through their heart out to every part of the body. Amen? And I don't know how you could ever done it without them. I don't know um, how... 
I know this. I know that if y'all see me and I'm in any kind of uh, look like I know what I'm talking about or what I'm doing or I'm properly dressed, it's because of my wife, Michelle. So I'm going to give her honor right now. Where's she at? Oh, I see her back there. Uh, so I know how that is. Um, but to do all the things that she's done, I mean, the, the amount of sticky notes we've saved in our lives because of the palms of her hands. I mean, during this time when we were all washing hands, what do you do? I mean, you have to be careful, right? Um, so it's just amazing that Pastor has fulfilled the scripture of becoming a father to the fatherless because he knows what it's like to be fatherless. I mean, the, the, the power in the, uh, it's not irony, but it's God knowing how to get the best out of somebody is by letting them walk it. And so he's walked it. And I was going to preach last year, and so I want to touch on this just a little bit. Um, back in 1996, before we ever had a ministry team, before we ever had a ambassadors, and I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit, he was preaching things like how to make your church unpopular. And, you know, you think, well, why would you want your church to be unpopular? Well, you know, today it's all about cancel culture anyway. He saw it coming that there's going to come a day when the only people that are going to be here, the only people that are going to be left in church are those who are really not popular. Amen? I'm just telling you the truth. It's not popular to even go to church right now. But he saw back in 96 and he said, preach the truth. It wasn't popular then and it sure is not popular now. Amen? We've lost our minds. I want to say something. I don't even think I can say it. But there are men out there today that are jealous because of a woman's time of the month. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Are we out of our ever-living minds? Don't let people with money rule you. That was his number two. You can know that didn't happen. Because if it did, this church would have been paid off. We'd have had a bunch of board members running this church. It wouldn't have been Pastor and Sister Sandy. We could have made it happen another way. But guess what? You wouldn't have got the first thing. You wouldn't have got the first thing anymore. Preaching the truth would have been out. Amen? Y'all don't get tired on me. I'm not going very long. It leads me to number three. And he said number three was break down legalism and tradition. We're not going to be a traditional church, I promise you. I knew that from day one we weren't going to be a traditional church. Um, if you ever got scared when you were a kid in a Pentecostal church because you were afraid what would happen if you brought your friends, man, back in the day, you, you didn't have friends if you didn't bring them here because that's the only people you knew was people that was here. Do things like call Elevate Conference homecoming. See what that gets you, man. The tradition was out the door with us. Me and, me and, me and Lee used to kid Pastor Larry all the time about his house up on the hill being the parsonage. I guess it ain't the parsonage no more, is it, brother? Here's one that goes way back. People asking him when they're going to vote for a new pastor. You know what he told them? Right now, you can vote right now. There's the door, go. Vote vote with your feet, baby. That's, that's rare. It's rare. It's rare to have a church to go to where your pastor's been pastor now 26 years. Come on. We need to give him a hand for that. And number four, in a little building in, in Trafford and then on into Blunt County, deeper. We went deeper into Blunt County before we got out. Allow all races. That was number four. Allow all races. We were preaching that 
from the backwoods of Blount County. It was unpopular then, but he was striking a chord. You remember, you wanted to change the name of self. <laughs> he wanted to call it selfless or something like that. Get the self out of selfful. I remember he preached a message one night in a tent. Get the self out of selfful. It's Dallas Selfful. It's where our church was. But we went from unpopular to changing our culture. And today, I'm so proud to say that I go to a multicultural church. You know, and I and I was I was I was I was riding on here. I said we're not trying to be showy, but then I stopped that and I said, you know what? We are trying to be showy because we're trying to show the world what the kingdom of God looks like. We're trying to show the world what the kingdom looks like. How many men of God have come stood on this pulpit and said, I wish my church looked like this? My church needs to look like your church. So, while Sunday is considered very segregated all over America, it's not in this house. Amen. You know, I, I just, when Pastor Rob Parsley preached last year, and he came up on the stage and started preaching this year, it was amazing. <laughs> the first thing I began to think of was all the persecution we went to to get to that moment. And all the people that laughed at us. I remember somebody coming and telling us, you got a nice little church there. Then they got mad when we came to Pinson. We had so many Tobias and Sam Ballots. You go read your Bible about Ezra, uh, Nehemiah on the wall. My Old Testament stewards keep me straight now. Nehemiah's on that wall, and so many Tobias and Sam Ballots trying to get us to come down off that wall. We aren't coming off that wall. Amen? Jeremiah 3. 16 says this it says then it shall come to pass when you are multiplied and increased in the land in those days says the Lord they will say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord it shall not come to mind nor shall they remember it nor shall they visit it nor shall it be made anymore you realize the ark of the covenant was the most glorifying piece of God because they were not allowed to have any other gods. They weren't allowed to make any images. So this was the closest thing they had to the tangible God because the glory emanated from it. And so before there was ever even a temple they, they were able to see this ark and they were able to see the power of that ark. And yet Jeremiah says in the, those last days he says they won't say anymore oh the ark of God. They won't come and be astounded by it. Why? Why? Because of what you've already seen twice today, and here's a third time, because in 14 and 15 it says, Return, O backsliding children, says the Lord, for I am married to you. I will take you, one from a city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you shepherds, pastors, according to my heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. We don't need an ark. Because we have shepherds. We have a shepherd that shows us the, the power and the glory of God. Amen? Come on, somebody. The man's got books to write. Amen? We got nations to change, churches to plant. We've got to be allowing him to deacon the word. Amen? And another thing God has 
has done through Pastor is, is he's tried to help us see our potential, to draw out our talents so that we can go and use it for the kingdom. Amen? He's always been about that. Why, why do we celebrate and push nursery so much? Because we're trying to teach them from the womb to the tomb. Amen? We're trying to let them know from the time they are, can say anything. The first words is going to be roll tide, then the next is going to be Jesus. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So with Matthew 25, and I'm not going to read the whole passage. I just want to touch it just a little bit. But it says that the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. And he called his servants and he divided unto them talents. He gave five to one, two to another, and one to another. You know what the word talent is in Greek? It's talent. Isn't that cool? It's talent. And a talent doesn't necessarily just mean value, but it also has weight. It has weight to it. And so even today we use that word term talent. We understand what it means. So if you know the story, and I don't assume that you do or don't, but if you know the story, he gave five to one, two to one, and one to one, and the man with five earned and invested and brought back five before the uh, owner. And then he said to him, you're a good and faithful servant. And then he said to the one with two, hey, I've, I've gained two. And then with the, to the one with one, he said, well, I buried it because I was afraid that you would come to me. And, and I, didn't, I was afraid that I would lose it. So I just buried it. I buried my talent. I buried my gift. I buried what God had put into me to give. Amen? And the man and the Lord took from the lazy servant, he called him, a wicked and lazy servant, he called him. He said, give the talent to the one that I had five that now has ten. Give it to the one with the ten. So, talent. What is our talents? And what is five talents, more importantly? What is five talents? I know a few when I see them, and I'm on, I want to recognize that, okay? Michaela, <laughs> stand up. Five talents yeah. right here. Yeah. You are the whole enchilada. It's <laughs> 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 the only thing I can think of. Uh, not many people in this world do I wake up in the middle of the night knowing that I hear from God about I see you not standing in a boardroom giving a presentation before a board I see you d directing a board yeah. I see you in the director's chair of a board yeah. before many prominent people helping to lead a board of, well, I don't even know what that means and I don't even know exactly what you're going into in college but I'm telling you, you're five talent. Amen. And I've heard from God on that. Amen. 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 Is this okay? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gary, stand up, Gary. When I, when, I, when I hear some of the things you've been writing on Facebook, I heard the Lord speak to his disciples. And the Lord spoke a powerful message to his disciples. And the Bible says that many of his disciples walked away because they couldn't hear it. And in my version, Jesus looked at his 12 and said, well, there they go. You going with them? Head on. And Peter had these powerful words. He said, 
Lord, where am I going to go? You're the only one that's got the words of wisdom for me. Gary, that's you. Where are you going to go, man? <laughs> You're not going anywhere. You've been through too long, too far. And here's the great thing about our mess-ups, all our mess-ups, is that when God gives you a promise, he's already factored all them in. He factored all those mess-ups in, brother. Your five talents, and I see it in you. God is going to do amazing things in you because you got nowhere else to go, brother. <laughs> Amen. You received that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Well, let me just say, let me just say, let me just say, it, it really is, is on perspective. It's on perspective on what talents we see in each other. Amen. So I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to come over here to my brother C. C, if you're standing up on the top of that mountain in Peru and you ask one of them children on, in Peru that has no shoes, they have nothing to keep them warm, only by the grace of the God are they still alive, and you ask them, who in here has five talents? What would one of them children say? Five. All of them. All of them. <laughs> All of them. All of us. Do you realize that if you're born in America, you won the lottery? Do you? Do you realize that? Have you taken that into consideration? That if you were born in this country, you have five talents already. You were born with five talents. I don't care what your situation is, how bad it is. You're still five talents compared to people who are dying of hunger, dying of, of malnourishment, dying because they don't have... Not just don't have water, but if they do, it's not even it's not even worth drinking. Come on now. We have so much in this country. And I'm screaming out to you today to use the five talents that Pastor Larry is trying to build up and stir up inside of you. The Bible says to stir up those gifts that are in you. And that's what he's been trying to do. That's what we try to do with every facet of ministry that goes on in here. When we ask you to go to feed the homeless, do you think it's really just to help them? I know it is to help them, but it takes care of something inside of you that realizes, I need this. I need those people in my life. I need to reach out to those people in my life. And when you can go home, not out of pride, but lay your hand on your pillow and say, thank you, Lord, that you used me. feet of Jesus. Amen? Some of you can, may say, I will never be able to go to Peru with C, but you can sponsor somebody who can. You can help somebody get there, and you can pray, and you can recognize, and when you get in your pity party, just flip on his, his website and watch the stories that he tells, and see some of these children, and be thankful be thankful that your children don't have to wish they had Vaseline to put on the sores on their faces. Amen? I'm not trying to make, make you feel bad today. I'm trying to help you see perspective. And we've all got five talents. And that's all that God has put this man and woman on this earth to do is to help see greatness in us. Amen? Praise God. I can preach.
I'm not going to preach anymore. I'm shutting my Bible. Does that mean anything? Who would give me five more minutes? <laughs> Listen, I want you to consider it. I could walk around to each of you and speak into your life. And if I had time, I would. There's so many people out there that I'm seeing right now, and I know the Lord would have me speak something to you. But for time's sake, I'm going to speak to all of you. And I'm going to say, God needs you. Can you believe that? The God who created the universe somehow in his design decided to limit himself to the hands and feet of people. That he said, there's things that I want to do. And people say, why is it God doing this? Why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we doing it? That's good. If you want to blame God, then blame him by standing on your feet and doing something about it. And then when you finish, you'll realize there is a God. There's a God who has used me to do those things. I don't know why God set it up that way, but he decided in his limitlessness to limit himself. And so when you're able to, like I said, when you're able to go, wow, you really can use me? You really need me? I mean, it sounds so bizarre when we're talking about the king of the universe. He just with a set of his fingers can create the whole world. But everything he does, he does in order too. And he has an order and a system. And because of that, he honors it. And he honors his man. He loves you so much. If you're here today and you don't recognize how much he loves you, you know, you show somebody honor by what you are able to give to them what you're able to minister to them. But God ministered to us in giving His Son. The Bible in Isaiah is looking forward to the event, the event that was so horrific, and it says it pleased God to bruise Him. How? How, God? I couldn't watch somebody beat my children. But the Bible says it pleased Him. Because he saw a big picture. He knew that the, the beatings of Jesus would be enough. It would be enough to cover whatever you did. You're holding something back against somebody. How much is enough for you finally forgive them? You know, I mean, God let his child be beaten to forgive you. Is that enough? Is it enough for me? If it's enough. For you, it's enough for anybody that you got on against. Please, please, today, don't go another day with all against your brother. Because it, it holds God's hand back. Just the same way he needs us, there are things he can't do. And the Bible just says, I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. If you don't forgive others, God can't forgive you. He can't forgive you of what you're holding back. He can't allow that to be let go. So I'm, I'm just, I feel it in my spirit that there's people in here today that's got something in them, and they just need to let it go. Just let it go. I'm going to give you Bible again, okay? It's not Bible to wait on them to come to you. It's not Bible for them to apologize to you. It's Bible for you to forgive them and go to them if necessary. That's Bible. And if they don't receive it, you've done your Bible part. 
And you can have peace, yeah. not vengeance. God's going to get vengeance someday on everything. But what's more important to me and my favorite word in the Bible, all my students know because they use it all the time, he's going to redeem everything. Every hurt and pain that's been in your life, somehow, some way, God is going to redeem it. He's going to redeem the time. He's going to redeem the lost time, the lost minutes and moments that you didn't get with your father or the lost minutes and moments you didn't get with your child. He's going to redeem all of that. It's coming. Our life is just but a vapor, just but a moment in time. We're just here for a moment. But, oh, my God, we're here at the right time. Oh, my God, are we Esther's out there for such a time as this? For such a time as this, when else would you want to live? Oh, I hate 2020. I don't want to be in 2020. I'm telling you, we're living in the times. We're going to see the coming of the King. We're going to get to heaven. And we're going to want to talk to Peter. What was it like to walk on the water? David, what was it like to be just a little guy and cut the head off of a giant? And they're going to say, oh, well, we'll tell you all about that. But we got to know before we say anything. You people who were raptured out of here, you people who saw the culmination of 6,000 years of prophecy, what was it like to see? What was it like to see the kingdom of God come in its glory? I'm going up, just for five seconds recognize it in my body. And I felt the Lord tell me, you can't, you die. You couldn't handle it. You couldn't handle what God has got. Eyes have not seen, ears not heard the things God's prepared for those who are looking for Him. Who, who love Him and are seeking His appearance. Amen. Stand with, with me, if you will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right where you are today, I want you to do this. If there's someone in your spirit of spirits that you know First, speak it out to God. Then find somebody that can help you. Somebody that you can trust to say, I got to admit this to you. And get it in the open. And then once you get things out into the clear, then you can take the next steps. And if you need to make right something, then God will begin to move in you because you've already made a right step. Amen. All you got to do is take an initial step and that's just admit it to God. Admit it to God. So if there's anyone here, I want you to do that as we pray. And we're dismissing as we pray. I'm going to let Pastor, if he's got anything else to say after we dismiss. Okay, we're, we're going to dismiss with this prayer. But if you got anything that you need to speak to me about, I'll be here. And I just want you to know that God is going to finish 2020. Amen. He's going to do what he wants to do in 2020. Father, I thank you so much for what you've done here today. I thank you for the honoring of our pastors. I know that that many people in this building right now wouldn't even be in church if it wasn't for Solid Rock Church. So I take pride in saying I thank God for Solid Rock Church. I thank God for the 26 years that we have sowed so that we can reap what we're reaping today. So Father, I just praise you and thank you for it. I ask you to touch every person in this building today. Let them know, Father, there is nothing that can stand between them. That nothing nothing, no condemnation whatsoever no hurt, no pain that you can't fix and you can't heal there's no pain that you can't heal Lord, so I pray Father God you'll release them to release those that are holding them back God right now I pray right now in the name of Jesus that they will recognize that they are five talent people, that they all have five talents and that God you do not want them to bury them, you want them to use those talents 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.